Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 16, season two of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Disappointing weekend for me, Richie. Embarrassing performance by Queensland, um, followed by a poor showing from the Warriors. What did you think of the round? Yeah, we can't talk about the round without going back to last Wednesday night. How'd you enjoy that one? Was it good for oh, you? Mate. Was it as no. good for you as it was for me? No, I, I remember I remember the flashbacks of how confident I was during the show last week. Um, and that lasted about 10 minutes into the game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then I was like, no, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. It was embarrassing. Um, thankfully, I'm, I'm a Queensland fan by choice and um, not by birth. So um, <laughs> the the pain didn't last that long, if I'm, if I'm to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good showing by the boys. Obviously, we'll we'll be talking about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., um, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to be covering um, everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of State of Origin and the round four matches and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys and also some questions we've put together for ourselves. Um, then we're going to preview the round 15 clashes and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Um, so tune in to get your rugby league news and remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. We may as well get straight into the top stories of the, the week, Richie. Um, Let's do it. First one I'm, I, I picked this week is um, Boyd Cordner announcing his retirement. Um Played 183 games for the Roosters, 16 for New South Wales, and 20 for Australia. Uh, throughout the show last year, um, before you joined me, I it was basically a weekly um, segment for me about saying like he's had another head knock. He should really call it a day. He decided not to, but in the end, um, he didn't get any more games in and called it a day. What do you think? Um, obviously, as a New South Wales fan you you've probably got a bit more fonder memories with him than i do yeah he's a fantastic player obviously and it's uh another another one for the roosters i think they've had jake friend and now 
Cordner and also uh, Morris retiring this season due to injury. So, you know, they've, they've been doing it a bit tough in that regard. But, um, yeah, I guess it goes to show why um, the NRL are taking the, the head contact thing so seriously. Um, that's too just from the Roosters. So, um, but yeah. yeah, great, great career from Boyd, though. He's sort of done done everything there is to do. So, you know, all the best for his health going forward. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to end up working with the club in some capacity now. And those three players means they've got like a hundred million on the salary cap now, so um, <laughs> they'll probably buy the Panthers. Um, I think we'll announce in the coming weeks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if you beat me to it, I was, I was going to jump in and say, how does this impact their salary cap? And you think they'll go shopping um, for the, <laughs> this season? Well, I saw um, there was an article with the um, CEO, and he said that even with those three gone, they still don't have a lot of money. And the salary cap, which is a bad thing to say if you're saying, like, we've lost our three best players, basically, and we, we've got no room in the cap. How much were you paying said players, if that's the case? Um, but, yeah, the the Russo Sombrero is always a, an in-joke for league fans. Um, but they've definitely got money to make moves um, if they want to. It would just be who they want. And, uh, good evening, Mark. See you there. And Simon. Hey, Mark. Hey, Simon. Um, yeah, so, yeah, best of luck for him. I'm sure we're going to see him in some capacity at the Roosters in the future. Uh, but next bit of news, um, Ken Mamalo requests and is granted an early release from the Warriors and joins the Tigers on a three-year deal. Um, when I saw the news, I put it out on our on our socials saying it was effective immediately, but thankfully it wasn't. Um, he got to have one more game. For the Warriors and um, at the end of the game he was quite emotional um, what are your thoughts on on the, the move um, well you know it kind of showed in that game sort of what the club means to him and and, um, and what he can do you know when he gets some balls so it's it's a bittersweet one for me because you know I've always been a backer of Ken and, and I think looking at the scenes at the end of the game I don't think and I know Mark, who's watching, has a bit of intel on this. Um, that's probably not so much his choice, but um, more the club was probably going to move in a different direction. So he asked for a release. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was like Mark said, it was a reluctant move by Ken. Um, there was some stuff in the media which was taken a bit out of context, how they said um, the Warriors forced him out. Um it's it's kind of yes, but kind of no. It was just more um, he was looking for more security from what I believe. Mark can probably confirm it. He was looking for something a bit longer, and the Warriors said we don't have that in our plans just yet. Um, and then he had an offer for longer elsewhere that he could take now, and they didn't stop him. So um, I'm sure he ideally would have liked to stay. Um, but I think I talked about it a few weeks ago that I think um, a big thing missing for the Warriors is pace. Um, and as great as he is, um, as being a, a hit-up merchant, we, we don't have a lot of pace in the back line, bar Walsh, really. So I think, and I kind of said until Mike Acevo decided to prove me wrong, I said I felt like the new way the game is going, it's kind of moving away from those big wingers. So it might have been time to start looking at more nimble, quicker guys. Um but I didn't want to see him go either. Like I think we were commenting during the game and after the game that seeing him in tears 
um, really pulled at the heartstrings for me and um, it's made quite upset. Um, I've had a love-hate relationship with Ken at the best of times with my my writing, but I think I, I covered it in my review um, of the game, saying that um, there's an asterisk next to Ken with you've got to remember he's played so much of his career with a centre that didn't want to give him the ball. Um, and it's you kind of need to be fed the ball um, sometimes as a winger to get the best out of you. And we saw that this year um, when he had Walsh um, learning how to skip the centre. You started seeing Ken um, scoring at the moment. He's the Warriors' top try scorer after that hat trick he got on the weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think having um, ball hogs next to him helped him a lot. Um, mm. And I, I've spoken to some Tigers fans um, that that are really into it. Um, and yeah, Mark's um, put on. He really thinks King could have made the transition into a back edge role with his size. He actually started as a second rower um, before the Warriors decided to turn him into a winger. So mm. um, I think that would have been good. But again, that might have been a hard thing to do with the Warriors with how stacked the second rowers. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to do well at the Tigers. Um, the Tigers fans I've spoken to are wrapped that he's going. So um, it's good to see him go to a fan base that probably um, will show him a bit more love than sometimes us Warriors fans do. So, um, I yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. I didn't catch the Tigers team team naming this week. Is he named to play? Yeah, so he gets to play the Storm back-to-back. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't. I wonder how many times that's happened in history. It's a, his reward for moving midweeks to play those guys two weeks in a row. Yeah, and Simon says, is it just me or the West Tigers keep signing um, winners? I assume you mean wingers. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But um, they don't have a lot of um, meter earners in their team. He um, he already comes in basically better than all of their, their backs in terms of running meters every game. Um, they've already got a strike weapon in Nofaluma on one side, so I think it's a good balance. It's a balance I think I, I would like to see the Warriors try to get. You have your one big winger and one of your, your nimble, which is kind of what they had for a bit with um, Ken and Fuss. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be good moves. Um, oh, yeah, and there we go. Marks, there was something I was actually trying to find. Um, good that I'm paying you on the side to do all our research. Um, he's only the third player in history to score a hat-trick against the same team twice in a season. Um, we were looking at it. Um, I, I talked with a group um, of writers, and we were trying to see if there's anyone that's done it three times in a year. Um, because if he gets a hat-trick this week, he, he's done it. So um, time will tell. But, yeah, um, nothing but the best for him. But kind of swinging into that, there's rumours that Dallin Watani, um Zesniak uh, could be on the way to the Warriors um, to basically replace him um, once uh, a deal in regards to payments done. It could be effective immediately. Um, Bulldog, uh, the the Bulldogs don't really want him there because he's taken up a large chunk of change. I think he's on like eight fifty a year, um, but the Warriors want him to uh, want them to pay a considerable chunk of that if they take him off their hands. What are your thoughts on the signing? I've seen a lot of mixed reactions. Um, I don't mind it as long as it's not for 850k. Um, I think he, he does add a lot of pace, which is something they need. Um, and I think um, oh yeah, the, the 
Stop it, Matt. You're doing all the work. Um, so Mark <laughs> said um, he spoke to Cameron George on Sunday and the deal's pretty much a done deal. I, I thought as much. Um, I think, yeah, I think it would be a, a good signing. I think a big thing is his experience. They're gonna. If you look at the back line the Warriors have, when Rogers gone, there's not a lot of experience in that back line next season. So um, I think he'll add a lot of that, and it's just pace. I just want some speed out there because um, mm. otherwise it's going to end up being the Warriors of old, where everyone's just staring at it, one player, and the past was SJ, now it'll be Walsh, just saying go out there and do something, um, which we don't want. But yeah, what do you think of it? I'm pretty much exactly like you, mate. I I, um, I don't mind it at all. He's got the attributes to do well in today's game. You know, he's got pace. He's nimble on his feet. He's got experience. He's led the Kiwis. And just hopefully we get that version of him rather than the version that's been playing for the Bulldogs. He's been a bit hot and cold. But, I mean, playing in the Bulldogs setup, it's a bit tough. Um yeah. But yeah, and like you say, hopefully, um, maybe Mark knows this, knows the numbers then. But as long as it's not sort of in that same salary bracket, because it's it's a lot to be paying a winger. But he covers yeah. fullback as well, which is good for us. You know, if if we ever pick up an injury at fullback, he covers fullback as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, more Warriors news. Um, Josh Curran's re-signed with the Warriors until twenty twenty three. Um, think that's good. I think. Um, he, he's just a little nuggety player, um, and I, I like him more and more each week. He, he still has the occasional error in him, but he's still young. Um, he had that development with the Roosters, so he comes from good stock. And I think he, he's been playing pretty well um, out there for the Warriors, so happy to see him extend to stay. Yeah, I'm happy to see him stay. It's, we're starting to see our, our pack take shape now for next year, aren't we? He's We are, yeah. He is getting better and better, um, and he's just young and enthusiastic, and and he's got a good play in him. You know, he's like you say, he's got an error in him here and there, but I'm sure he'll iron that out. Um, but yeah, of our pack, he's one of the ones I, I would have wanted to hang on to. So it's yeah. good for us. Yeah, and Simon said um, it's good that um, Dylan's a Kiwi as well. Yeah, not only a Kiwi, um, he was a Kiwi captain. Um, so he brings that in. Yeah, Mark mentioned as well that the Warriors want the dogs to cover 400k um, for this season and next season. So you're effectively getting him for 450, which isn't bad. So yeah. um, it, it's still a lot of money. I, I'd do it for 100, um, Cameron, if you're watching. Um, but um, yeah, I think if they can get that price range, it's good. Um, and yeah, um, more Warriors news. Chanel is injured. Looks like it's going to be for the season. And oh yeah, Mark said it's just um, Armel, um, Ali, um, Frey, and O'Sullivan off contract. I think we're probably going to see Leeson go. Um, Frey, Frey hasn't had an opportunity yet, so I'd like to have seen him ever run, but he might go too, especially with the signing of the young prop we talked about last week. Um, and O'Sullivan, I, I'm sure his dad can work something out for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chanel, what were your thoughts on losing Chanel? It's, uh, yeah, it's a real shame. He's already had a bit of, he's already had a period on the on the sidelines this year, and and this was the year you we were sort of hoping he'd 
you know, see a lot of game time, get some development. He still has little areas to work on with his kicking game and, and things like that. Obviously a top draw defender and, and what he did to uh, poor Brandon Smith on the weekend was a thing of beauty. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame for him, you know. Um, be interesting to see how O'Sullivan slides in now and and, and fills that void. Yeah, I... I I don't like seeing him injured, but I before before he got back from his injury, I was a bit of a fan of O'Sullivan, so um, I, I don't mind seeing O'Sullivan get another shot. Um, I think he's a handy little footballer. He's not um, like your your game leading half, um, but they all they all have to start somewhere, and uh, I kind of see him as like a little James Maloney when Maloney first got here. Um, but yeah, I I think it, it's going to be tough. Um, mm. Definitely, um, we've lost a lot of defense in our halves mm. now with Chanel, Chanel gone. But um, we've seen it this year. Um, a lot of teams have had injuries to halves, and you just got to to um, have your chin up and move on. So hopefully, we see a bit of that this week. Yeah, it's a lot on Cody's shoulders now. Eh? He has to step up a bit. While having Walsh back helps with the playmaking, obviously. Yeah, Mark said there's also a lot of good young players coming through the development pathways too. Um, yeah, I, I want to see um, Wagner have a few runs. That's um, obviously it's, um, Joe's son, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's Joe's son. Um, and um, he looks like a good little footballer. And Pride Peterson, I've seen a few of his highlights from the Dolphins. Um, mm. There's some good young talent coming through, which is what you want to see. You want to kind of have these young guys there. Um building um so when the time is right um you can bring them in um we saw like katoa last year he was brought in earlier than anyone expected and he, he relished it so yeah. you, you might see that situation with some of these guys next year um next bit of news before we um move on from the worries a bit it's kind of it's kind of had um cold water poured on it straight away thankfully but there were rumors that the warriors were looking at matt dufty as well, after we talked all last week about Dufty and where he could end up, um, I've heard that the Warriors have said, no, that's not the case. Um, don't know if they're telling Paul Pease to me. Um, we'll wait for, for Mark to tell us what Cameron's telling him right now while they're on the phone. Um, but, yeah, I think we we talked about last week how good he is on attack but how poor he is on D, and I think we saw that in the Dragons game this week. Um, he let, he He made quite a few blunders defensively and um, really hurt them, and I just don't want that trouble. Mm. Yeah, watching him this week, this weekend just gone, kind of confirmed what, what you sort of think about Dufty, doesn't it? Like, one week he's he looks like a world-beater, and then the next, um, yeah, he has a lot of trouble. So probably, in my opinion, we want to be steering clear of people like that if we want to improve as a consistent team. Yeah, and um, his teammate, um, Corey Norman, has been told that he's not needed at the Dragons next year either. And um, Mark's just mentioned the Warriors aren't interested in Dufty or Norman, um, but they are interested in Gareth Woodup, who's trying to come back from the Super League. Um, I've heard that he is really more interested in staying in Australia. Um, but money talks, we'll see what happens. 
Um, what are your thoughts about Witt if he came over? Yeah, he's obviously he's done a lot of great things in the NRL in the past and in the Super League he's going really good guns at the moment. Um, age isn't quite on his side. I think he's 32. So, you know, you'd think that if he were to come here or I think the Raiders is the other option for him, um, might be one of his last contracts. And um, you just hope it's not like a um, Blake Green sort of scenario where he was he was good initially and then his, his age really started to show towards the back end there. Yeah, and as Mark said, his kids are based in Australia and Canberra looks likely. And yeah. um, Simon's just mentioned, um, I'd advise, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so we're, hold on, I've got to read it again. Advise any English player in the Super League to try and get an NRL club. It will boost your career in the long run. I, I would feel, I, obviously, I've never been in the Super League, but I'd feel that's kind of your goal um, for a lot of them would be to get down into an NRL team. And I feel like any NRL team would probably be a step up for you career-wise than in the Super League. Um, that might be just biased as a Southern Hemisphere person. Um, but, yeah, um, there's a lot of good talent there. Um, you just got to got to have a look, really. Um, mm. And Mark said, have you boys heard anything about CNK? I haven't. Um... Oh, okay. Um, I haven't heard much. I, I know that the Canberra were interested in um, in moving him to centre, but uh, Mark's saying that his kids have moved back to New Zealand and Canberra have come out saying they'll move him on if they can get a fullback. Oh, look, I'd take him here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to let him go. So um, yeah. he, um, we've got a spare room here. He can come stay with me if he needs to. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd welcome him back with open arms. Um, Absolutely. If that was the case, I know um editor of a website I write for is a big Canberra fan, and I know um, he really doesn't want to see him go. So um, a lot of the Canberra faithful um, really love the guy. But, yeah, if he, if he was put on the market, I'd snatch him up in a heartbeat. Yeah, 100%. But um, that segues us into the Raiders a little bit. Ricky Stewart um, was awarded, um, it's the Order of Merit here, but I think it's called something different in Australia. But in the Queen's Birthday Honours, obviously it was Queen's Birthday weekend, um, this weekend just gone in Oz. Um, kind of similar to what Adam Blair got over here, but for Ricky, um, I think it's good. I think um, as much as I like to give him a bit of, bit of grief um, on the show for his outbursts, um, think you, you can't fault him for what he's done in the game um and yeah it, it's nice to see as long as he's been in the game um that that passion is still there um i think with some of the poor performances this year you you could excuse him for being a bit tapped out but he's still there giving it 100 percent um Simon says the Queen woman has a lot of birthdays yeah I wish I had as many and Mark said it's the Order of Australian Merit is what it's called um so yeah good for him um you got any anecdotes about ricky before we move on oh yeah i i love his outbursts you just mentioned he's got the best press conferences of any coach um but as far as rugby league's concerned you know he's he's done everything so um yeah good for him good for ricky yeah 
Um, next bit of news, the um, NRL players poll results came in this week. Um, I haven't got them all down because there was quite a few. I focus more on the players' um, opinions on other players as opposed to the rule changes and stuff because that could be another episode with how deep dive that is. But um, Nathan Cleary was voted the um, best player. Um, Craig Bellamy was the best coach. Um, Nathan Brown actually was fifth in the votes for best coach. Um, so it shows um, the feelings people have for Brown. Um, that's good to see. Um, Roger got best captain. Um, Sam Walker beat out Reese Walsh for most impressive rookie. Um, Isaiah Papali'i uh, got best buyer this season. And Storm were voted um, most likely to win premiership. And um, I had the team. They picked uh, each position. We had Tommy Turbo at fullback. Brian To'o at winger. Joseph Manu at centre, Jerome Luai at 5'8", Nathan Cleary halfback, James Fisher-Harris prop, uh, and was essentially the Panthers team got voted the best players um, with, the, with a few others sprinkled in. Sorry, I was losing you there for a bit, Brad. Yeah, it looks like we've, 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 we've uh, lost Brad. Hopefully, we'll be back in a second. Um, Mark is asking: Were these votes from the players themselves? I believe that's the. I believe that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I believe it's a player poll. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Roger Tuivasa-Shek got the vote for the best captain too, which is good from our home point of view. So is he was he voted on the team and or was or was he uh, not in not the team? Not on the team, was, just best the captain, team, I believe. Best captain, yeah, but not the best player. Yeah, not the best player. Interesting on that one. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I thought that was me we were losing, but it was Brad. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it's, <clears throat> it's Brad that we've been losing. Um, so, uh, do you know um, where he's going next with the news, or is that was, was that? Yeah, I've got it. No, I've got it here. So. He also had that Graham Annesley has said that the game will be forced to consider more rule changes if coaches and players do not self-regulate players' milking. So I'm guessing that's with regards to players laying down for uh, penalties off of high shots. Um, yeah, I mean, that's becoming a problem in the game at the moment. We're seeing quite a few examples of guys who are, who are getting hit or even if it's just a light hit or a light brush to the head, they'll stay down and, and lay down hoping for the ref to blow something their way. So, yeah, interesting to see what developments happen in that space. Is it a, uh, is it a problem with milking or is it a problem with players just need to get their tackles down? Um, probably a little bit of both, but definitely there's been some pretty obvious um instances of milking even in this round just gone so um yeah it's i know it's rubbing a lot of the um rugby league legends and pundits the wrong way so um yeah it'll be interesting because it's it's you know some of them might be a bit tough to tell how if somebody's laying down legitimately or not 
Oh, absolutely. Look, we're talking about shots to the head here quite often. So yes, you don't you don't really know um, what's what, what's happened there. But um, yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the the old boys go. Yes, well, we we could bring knuckle dusters on in the old days and smash each other up. Of course, you should be allowed to do that. <laughs> this is if if you can walk off with your head still attached to your shoulders, you didn't really play. Um, <laughs> so they, yeah, I, sometimes I think they, they, their views need to be taken with a pinch of salt. But uh, Brad is back. You pay your internet bill, Brad. Well, I think he's back, but no, he's now <laughs> looking up, maybe he's not back. Oh well. <laughs> Um, so maybe on it. So yeah. So we've had the uh, the. So, but as you say, how do you do 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 you sort of fix that? Are you asking the the bunker to tell the referee if if someone's milking? Um, and that's because the bunker has a bad record already. Or would you think it'd be a sort of a, a, a sighting commissioner kind of post match uh, uh, sort of put on report kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I kind of thought that it was talking about. Um, in game, but perhaps you're right. Perhaps it would be something later on. Maybe it'd be a bit easier to pick up that way, and and the bunker wouldn't have to sort of intervene with those sort of things. But yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Brad knows a bit. Are you back, Brad? I don't know. Can you hear me now? I just... Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, we got I, you. I, I, I think what, what, I feel one way of, uh, one way of stopping, stopping the, the the milking is to say, right, if you go down and stay down. You have to go off an HIA, right? You have to yeah. offer investment. So, yeah, you can stay down if you want to, but you're going to be off for five for five or ten minutes, and your team that, doesn't get you. That um, one makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, I'd and, agree and with that. And th that way, you stop the milking because they know they're going to have to disappear for five minutes, or, or, or however, however long it takes, um, and the team has to do without them. So, yeah, I, I, I would go down that route of saying, you, you, if you stay down, you have to go off for a test. Full stop. Um, no matter how how hard the hit's been, I agree completely. I think that's that's almost what you got to do, and that that would fix a lot of milking problems right there. Yep. So is Brad really back because he's looking a bit grainy? Yeah, um, yeah. and puttering uh, there. Yeah, I'm just trying to get it fixed. Um, we seem to be having some internet connection issues here. Um, got IT working on it, but yeah, the milking. I assume we're talking about yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I know um, the NRL, they kind of said they were going to look into it and then they kind of backed off um, afterwards saying we don't want to change the rules now. Um, but, yeah, they're just going to stop milking. Um, they've got to have some respect for themselves and their opponents, really. Um, there were some, some clangers in the week just gone. Hetherington being one, right? Jack Hetherington was yeah. a pretty bad one. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we see that kind of get um, sorted out sooner rather than later. Um, and last bit of news: um, the Knights, Titans, and Eels are set to join the women's NRL this season. Unfortunately, the Warriors have had to exit this year um, yeah, due no, to yeah. COVID situation. Um, but good to see them add some more teams, and hopefully um, next year the Warriors are back in it. Yeah, shame for the woman Warriors team, isn't it? Yeah, you can kind of understand though with like yeah. two years in Oz um, and all that kind of thing. It's um, it's tougher for them than for the, it is. Oh, it's tougher for the women's team than the men's team, you know. I guess um, the men's team have a lot more money behind them, and, and a lot of them have their families over there. So I guess the situation is completely different. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, we may as well get into our reviews um, since we're, we're like halfway through the show already. Um, <laughs> we'll go straight into the game that I don't really want to talk about, but State of Origin Game 1. Um, New South Wales just squeaked through, um, defeating Queensland 50-6. to six. Um, <laughs> You... you what a, I'll let you go. Um, yeah, you're, you're can I? winning guy here. Yeah, go for yeah. it. All right. So um, oh, I enjoyed that a lot, Brad. Um, New, <laughs> New South Wales backline just looks in, like r- lethal, don't they? Um, yeah. Your two centres playing, your two fullbacks playing centre, uh, both of them were pretty much unstoppable. Um, yeah, both of them were incredible. And then even. Even the um, other other ones like um, Tommy Turbo and Cleary, who were sort of outshone by um, Trebojevic and Latrell. Um, yeah, even those guys gave great service and it just looked like it wasn't going to be anything other than one-way, one-way traffic. Um, yeah, it's tough to see what Queensland can do to stem that tide in game two. Yeah, um, well, Tommy Turbo and Luttrell, I've got their stats here. Um, between the two of them alone, um, they scored five tries. Um, they had three try assists, and they ran for 376 metres. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if everyone else um, didn't show up, I think they still would have put a big score on just those two alone. Brian um, Toto as well on debut. He he got two yeah. tries. Did, and uh, did you have his stats for his metres? I know he got a lot, but two tries. Um, I and don't. Two tries and a bunch of running meters. He was really good on debut. I think all the guys on debut were pretty good. Luai, um, yeah. No, was, I, I, yeah. Enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> it was um, it was embarrassing as a Queensland fan. Um, I I looked at that New South Wales team and I was like, that that's a that's a scary team. But I expected more fight um, out of Queensland, especially being in Townsville. Um, I thought they would they would have a little bit more in them than um, what they offered, and I don't. I think Christian Welch getting a failing an HIA early on didn't help them, but I don't think he would have been the difference. And um, to be honest, I think they just looked underprepared and off pace. I don't know if they were too confident, um, believing their own hype from the year before, or or what, um, and I expect big changes for round two. I, I know you said you're not sure what they can do. I think um, they're going to have to do something, so I think we might see a few new fresh faces in there. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. We can move on for this one if, if you want, Brad, if it's too painful. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so we'll go to the first game of round 14, which was on Friday night. Oh, we've got you. Oh, no, I mean, I just thought that I'd share share my insightful comment that we had uh, that I gave you during the uh, in our group chat um, during that game uh, <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I dialed in to, to watch the beginning of it, but it was close early on. But anyway, it then, it then kind of yeah. blew out. But so, there you go, folks. Yeah, you might see me in the in the, yeah. in the chat, but don't don't ask me too many complex questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, before we move on, Mark just commented as well saying Capewell in the centres was exposed against the skill and speed of Mitchell and Turbo. Yeah, yeah. they um. You, you need to um I, I don't know who they'll bring in and um yeah the maroons let the people down in townsville yeah i think they let everyone down there was there was a sad little house in um east tamaki that was let <laughs> down by them too so um 
Capewell did get their only try, uh, Queensland's only try, but yeah, defensively there was no answers for yeah uh, New There's South Wales backline. Scoring one try and leading a hundred in, it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. look good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and um, Ponga Ponga coming back will help. Um, this they keep talking about Reese Walsh, but I want them to leave my baby alone. Um, yeah. Um, purely selfish reasons. Uh, if he if he makes the call, um, like makes makes the call up, I'll, I'll be there cheering him on. But I think it's too too early in his game, and I want him to be there for the Warriors. Um, it was bad enough seeing him miss a game for suspension this weekend. Mm. Um, just gone. I, I don't want to see him missing games because um, he has to try to save Queensland as well as the Warriors. So yeah. um, his time will come. Just just let us have him this year, please. Um, but yeah, are they are people seriously thinking about throwing an eighteen-year-old into, into state of origin? And that's yeah. just they madness. think they're they're talking about Reese Walsh and Sam Walker. So they're looking at not just one but two. So Jeez, um, no, look, you, it's you, you you can ruin it, ruin a guy's career doing that kind of thing to them. I mean, seriously, mm. putting put him in at that level is. No, that's that, that's too young, too early, in my opinion. But there you go. Being being facetious, some would probably have said that he ruined his career by coming to the Warriors. But um, <laughs> don't say that, Brad. I I don't think so. I think he's done himself great service um, coming here. But yeah, it's I Nathan Brown's doing his best trying to tell them it's still too early, um, and he's given reasons. Um, I read an interview. What uh, that he had today saying about his frontline defense isn't at the level yet, um, which we kind of saw when we played Manly yeah. and Tommy Tommy Turbo was um, turning him into a speed bump, and um, that's all stuff that's going to get better. But he's still he's still in his first year, basically playing grown ups. Um, in fairness to him, so yeah, the I don't want to see him out there. The last people you want running at him is, is Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Trevojevic and guys like that, really, when your defence is still a bit developing. Yeah. Um, there has, yeah, so Simon said there's been a lot of 18-year-olds playing State of Origin. Yeah, but none of mine, Simon. I, I want I want my 18-year-old <laughs> left, left alone. Um, I have no problem seeing him there as a 19-year-old next year. Um, but, yeah, it's if he gets the call-up... Um, I'll be cheering them on. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We, I thought we said we were stopping talking about Origin. Um, <laughs> round one, oh, game one, we're moving on. No more Origin. I'm not talking about it. Sea Eagles defeated the Cowboys 50-18. to 18. We picked this, um, but we said last week that if Tommy Turbo didn't play, we'd pick the Cowboys. Um, Tommy Turbo didn't play, but they still managed to wipe the floor with the Cowboys. Um First time this year. His um, replacement did pretty well. He did. Um, Ruben Garrick had a stormer. Um, yeah. I think I think I did put his stats in. Yeah, he scored a length of the field try, mm. ran for 308 metres, seven tackle breaks and seven goals. Um, great player. He, he He's always been a player that's got potential but never really lived up to it due to being under the shadow of Tommy Turbo in that back line. But um, he's very dependable, and the fact that he can fill in at fullback now, I think, might give um, Manly a bit more confidence when Tommy Turbo's out. Mm. Um, I still don't think it's 
yeah, I still think Tommy Turbo needs to be there if they want to do anything great. It was only the Cowboys, in fairness to the Cowboys there. But, um, yeah, I thought it was just a, a dominant performance. DCE made up for his origin performance. He played a lot better. Middly, he didn't do much in origin, so he was quite <laughs> well rested. But, um, yeah, wasn't really much to say about the Cowboys. Tom Dearden had his first game since joining them. Um, I think he was off his game. Admittedly, he's only been there for a cup of coffee, so he's got to build those combinations and actually get used to the team. Um, so I think yeah. once you see that come into play, um, you might see the Cowboys be a bit more competitive. And I think the main thing that kept them out of the game was um, Manly shut down Valentine Holmes. Mm. Um, they, they kept him quiet. It was a scoreline that surprised me in this one. Um I, I thought this might be a tighter contest because the Cowboys, you know, over the past month or so have, haven't been going too bad, um, especially once you saw Tommy Turbo wasn't playing. I kind of thought it'd be a lot tighter than that. So I guess one thing I will say is that it's probably a decent result for us in yes. terms of the table because I think the Cowboys only have one more win than us and they're sitting in seventh, but their differential is a lot worse than ours especially on the off the back of that result there. So, yeah, uh, I'll take that result as a Warriors fan. Yeah, I think there are a couple of results which we'll be talking about that help the Warriors out, um, which is good. So, um, yeah, good for that. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the Cowboys are going to start getting better once Tom Dearden gets used to it. And um, Manly, I still think Manly are, are, are sneaky for a top four spot. Mm, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, then the next game, um, I see uh, Mark's mentioned Cowboys played their previous four games in Queensland. They don't travel well. That's true as well. Um, I, before we move on, uh, talking about press conferences, I watched um, Todd Payton's um, just to, I'm a fan of the man and I, I always like his press conferences, but where they were doing the press conferences was obviously very close to where Manly's change rooms were because he was trying to do his... Um, his interview and you could hear the Manly team doing their song almost like they're in the same room. Um, he was very professional. He didn't react to it. He just kept answering the questions, but it was very comical as like an outside fan looking in um, going like that. I could think of nothing worse than having like a, a Lance, uh, a cricket school put on you and then having to answer hard questions while the team that bet you is celebrating behind you. Um but I guess yeah, it's it not as funny. I guess, I guess it's not as bad as when we played the Tigers and, and then the Tigers had to listen to our song and, and their lights went out in their changing room that sit in the dark listening to it. Yeah. Well that that was just <laughs> jazz. Jazz just turned the lights off as he went past. Um I'm sure. But yeah, no. Um and that was another funny story. But yeah, the first game on um Friday, uh we saw the Sharks defeat the Panthers nineteen eighteen. Um Panthers tricked me again. Second week I've picked them and second week they proved me wrong. Um going down to what I thought was a pretty plucky Sharks outfit. Um I think they, they did well. Again, the Panthers had a lot of players out. Um, but it was another game I thought they should have won, regardless of who they had off the field. Um, but the Sharks really dominated the first half. They were leading 18-0. Um the Panthers started to click in the second half and looked like they were just going to come back and win like they normally do. But um, unwanted halfback, Sean Johnson, um, stepped up and nailed um, a 35-metre field goal. It wasn't pretty. 
um, but it got it got between the sticks, which is what counts, and um, it got his side the win. Um, what did you think of this game? It was a funny old game. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, uh, Panthers just didn't look like they were there in the first half, and then the tide just started to turn in the second half. And Bert, Bert. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since they had to find the try line and, yeah, it looked for all money that they they were going to come back because they had the, you know, they had the wet sail and the wind in it. So, but yeah. we've seen in the we've seen in the past, Mr. Sean Johnson's not so bad at a field goal. You know, he's he's had his days with those. I, I can remember him kicking two two for us in the space of a couple minutes against Canberra a yeah. couple years back. So, you know, he's got that in him. Um, oh, it was just nice to see uh, see Sean pop it through as ugly as the kick was. Yeah, Mark said, how slow was Tyro May chasing Matt Moylan? Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing for Tyro May there. Um, I feel like Matt Moylan um, shouldn't really beat you in the pace markets anymore. He's a bit off pace from what he used to be. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think... I, there's two more origins left. Um, Middly, one of them is played next week when there's like no other games. But um, the Panthers are going to have a lot of work to do um, to remain competitive without their stars for that time. It's not like they're going to fall out of contention. They're still um, up there. Um, they're they're one of two basically that have a shot of winning. If I, if I want to be um, honest, but their depth is a bit of a concern. You think? What happens if you lose Cleary or Luai in origin to an injury and they're out? Um, admittedly, having one instead of both injured, um, they'll be okay. But there's a bit of there's a they just got to learn how to develop those other guys around them. So when they lose half their team to origin, they can keep going. It's a tall ask for any team, but it's something they're going to have to work on um, if they want to be a successful team moving forward because. I feel like you're going to have a few more players end up in origin out of that team too if they keep playing the way they do. 
Mm. Well, they've got all the pieces of the puzzle, uh, Penrith. You know, it's not just not just um, Luai and Cleary. Uh, they've got awesome players all over the park, but what really gets them gelling and, and really gets them going is that spine. I think they that spine's really important to them, even more so than, say, you know, Melbourne Storm, who can lose a couple of players from their spine and obviously keep marching on and winning. I think um, it's it's not something to worry about this year, but what happens next year when they have no Matt Burton to fall back on? Yeah, true. They'll um, roll someone out. They've got a good development in Penrith. Yeah, I'm sure. And um, the Sharks, they're, they've won three in a row um, and could keep that streak going if Sean Johnson continues to prove his worth to all the teams watching. As he said in his post-match, um, yep. if anyone's looking for a halfback, he's their, he's their man. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to see him um, play back to his full potential um, in, a, in a bit to try to get a new team. Um, I know um, Peter Sterling, your uncle, um, he he came out and said that um, he'd, at the right price he'd be a great buy for any club, and I, it's hard to disagree. It's just the price, isn't it? I, I'm not sure if he's budging on what, you know, his price tag in his head, but... Yeah. Well, he, he came out and said he's not looking for nine hundred k or anything. So, um, yeah. I think he he's he's coming to terms um, with the money that he he can actually get. And uh, yeah, Mark said Panthers are unbeatable, uh, unbe unbeatable, unbeaten reserve grade. It just shows the difference between first grade and reserve grade. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Their reserve grade is basically as dominant as they are in the top, but it's just mm. that leap. Um, which I think shows more credence to the likes of Sam Walker and Reese Walsh and that that have made that jump up quite seamlessly, really. Um, that there's some talent there, but yeah, Panthers. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being doom or gloom. It's just they've cost me two points in our tipping comp um, the past two weeks, so I'm not happy with them. Um, but we'll move to the, the first game on Saturday, another close one. Um, the Roosters defeating the Titans, 35-34. to 34. Speaking of Sam Walker, he did the, the SJ treatment and now a field goal, but it kind of looked like it was going to be one-sided when it started. Um, Roosters were leading 18-4 at a point, um, and then the Titans, kind of opposite to how we've seen the Titans, where they come out strong in the first half and disappear in the second. Uh, they kind of fought back in that second half and made a match of it, got the lead. Um, and then, unfortunately, they let the Roosters come back in with a try to level the scores again. And then Sam Walker did what we want to see all halfbacks do, um, step up under pressure and um, nail a field goal. Um, mm. I think, yeah, Roosters just keep looking good. Um, Mark said, yeah, Manu was fantastic for the Roosters. Oh, yeah, he sure Joey, was. Joey Manu's been playing really well this year um, entirely. But we, we talked about the Roosters have had a lot of a lot of injuries and a lot of key players out and they just they've got that um that winning culture behind them so they just fill in to um do what's needed and get the job done um it wasn't the greatest game um by any means and i mark said yeah jared were hard graves he played 80 minutes um for the second week in a row which is massive for a front rower especially an older front rower too it's mm. not like he's a pain has young guy that's out there um and, yeah, he was really good. He really um, dominated the middle for them. And um, 
it's the cliche that um, retired props love, but if your if your props aren't doing the job, no one else can uh, look pretty. So um, yeah, he's really going above and beyond for them, and um, I just can't rule them out as contenders just yet. Even though I keep going backwards and forwards saying they're not going to make the eight, and then they are, and then they aren't. Um, so I'm back on the bandwagon. I, I think they'll they'll still be in the eights. Um, don't know how deep they'll go. Um, I think one we need to see them go up against like your your Panthers and your Storm before I can really give them a a serious look. Um, but yeah, they just like to win, so they're going to be competitive regardless. Yeah, look, I think I think they'll definitely make the eight. They they just have that sort of tenacity about them that despite um, despite being despite having a roster that's so severely ravaged by injury they just keep marching on and like Mark's pointed out uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves he's still got a bit of gas in that old tank he's that's a phenomenal effort Um, and players like Joey Manu stepping up this game was just crazy though I mean (laughs) you thought the Roosters were going to canter in easy and then the Titans turn turn up like that the Titans though I, I think I'm almost writing them off or pretty close to it. Um, I don't know what they're averaging a game on defense, but I don't think it would look too pretty. I don't have the stat in front of me, but yeah, they just have too many chinks in their armor to, you know, if they make the eight, I'm thinking maybe eighth tops and then probably out first week. But the way I'm seeing it, I don't think, I don't think they'll make it. Yeah. I think I've put that here in my notes. I put that, um, they're not living up to the preseason hype. Um, Admittedly, some of that preseason hype came from me myself. Um, <laughs> I thought they were gonna they were gonna do really well, um, but yeah, they just need to start getting wins if they want to stay playoff hopeful. It's kind of a similar situation that the Warriors see themselves in now, where um, there, there's not many second chances. You've got to get your wins where you mm. can. Um, the Titans don't have the best run home um, compared to the Warriors, which I think is going to be helpful um, as a Warriors fan for us. Um, but yeah, they just need to start winning. Um, it, it's great to have guys like David Feeder in your team, but if it's not resulting in wins, they they've got a very outscore their opponent mentality right now, which doesn't work in the NRL. Um, defense needs to be key, and um, yeah, they just try to outscore you, which they're not going to do against the likes of the Storm or the Panthers. Um, so yeah, um, tough tough few weeks for them, I think. Um, but that we may as well go into the next game, um, which was the where am I? Um, Rabbitohs, yeah, Rabbitohs defeating the Knights 2014. Um, closer match here than um, I would have given credit, but um, Alex Johnson was uh, Johnston was really the difference. He scored a hat trick. Um, Wayne Bennett in the press conference afterwards said, um, when he scored his third try, he had to sit there and think that, um, they almost let this guy walk out the door last year um, and how valuable he, he he knows how to get to that try line, um, which was seen in his career. And um, I think the Rabbitohs were far from their best, um, but against the Knights team minus their stars, um, they got the job done, which is all you can really ask for. Mm. Um, but they're going to need to step it up, the Rabbitohs, if they want to be a top four side. Um, Knights, I think it's a bit harsh, Um think the performance but um i think they tried um that's not that's probably a backhanded compliment but um 
they just lack that X factor of Ponga and that um, steady hand of Mitchell Pierce. Um, mm. They're both potentially returning um, this week. I know Pierce is back. Um, there's still some question marks around Ponga. He's been named, but um, he might not make it. Um, but yeah, they'll be tougher with those guys in there, which is unfortunate news for us um, as Warriors fans um, playing them this week. Mm. Yeah, I think Mark's just pointed out in the comments too that the Rabbits did rest Cook, Arrow, and Murray. And I, I've harped yeah. on about I've harped on about Murray in a couple of the past episodes and how important he is to the Rabbitohs and and Cook as well. You know, he's an important part of this spine. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you touched on uh, what Wayne Bennett said about almost letting Alex Johnston walk out the door because for me he's almost been a bit of an unknown hero for the Rabbitohs. Um, boy, he's he knows been that. He's been the amount of times he's been hero for them for years he before has. they got all these stars. The amount of times he finds a line not once but twice or three times in a game is just crazy. So, um, yeah. The, but the result we, yeah. of this game, the result of this game was pretty much as as expected, even with the Souths resting those players. Yeah. Um, next game was the uh, Raiders Broncos, thirty eight sixteen. Raiders finally returned to the winners' circle. Um, not much of a surprise though, because they were playing the Broncos, who um, are struggling at best. Um, I think the Raiders. What I liked though, they played confident football. Um, they were, they were playing more positive. Um, it showed they scored seven tries, which I can't remember the last time they scored that many. Um, and it was at quite a consistent pace too. It was kind of like every 10, 15 minutes, another try was banged over. Um, I think Sam Williams played well at halfback for them. Um, he's kind of a good little fill-in. Um, he, and full credit to him, he, he hasn't really moved on to another club or tried to go elsewhere. Um he kind of just is happy to be there and fill in when needed. And, um, yeah, I think uh, he deserves his chance to shine for once. Um, before I go on my little rant about a, a send-off, how, what do you think about the game? Oh, I was going to talk about the Sinbin too. So, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on that in a minute because that was an interesting one. But, yeah. It wasn't um, a Sinbin. It was a send-off. Send-off, you're correct. Um, yeah, the – the Broncos are a bit of a shambles, aren't they? Uh, they turn up every now and then and put put effort in, but yeah, it wasn't too flash for them, and it was probably good timing for the Raiders to run into them because they were needing a well needed sort of boost to their confidence. So maybe this is it. Um, yeah. What do you make of Carmichael Hunt on return? Um. Yeah. Uh, before we go into that, Mark said Papali'i back to form two. Um, have to think he comes back into origin contention now yeah i think we'll see yeah. him in origin for game two um carmichael i think he had an all right return it wasn't too flash um yeah but i don't think he looked out of place either for a guy that hasn't been around for a while um i think we'll see him make more impact um in the coming weeks but it's not gonna change bronco's fortunes mm. um but yeah I, I i don't really mind carmichael so i don't mind seeing him succeed uh but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that Kobe Hetherington. Um, he was sent off a red card um, for contact to the head um, on Corey Harawira Naira. I thought it was uh, it was rubbish. Um, there was contact to the head, but Tyson Gamble, um, like a cheeky little halfback, did an ankle tap. Um, 
And it was like a split second from Corey being at the right level to hit him to being down. And it was just a crazy accident. He didn't get hurt um, out of it either. Um, so I thought it was rubbish. Um, but as the, the resident thug on our, on our show, we kind of expect that out of me. Um, I'm with what you, did Brad. you think? I'm yeah. with you. Um, surely, surely out of all the officials looking at that, between them, you've got to have at least a shred of common sense um, and look at mitigating factors because, yeah, if you want to take head, head, you know, head contact seriously, but when someone's ankle tapped and is falling right before you hit them, I'd give penalty at most, you know, penalty, definitely not a send-off. That was a huge overreaction. Maybe I'm a bit thuggish yeah. like you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I think, yeah, if it was anything else, if it was the exact same thing, but he hadn't been ankle-tapped and falling, um, I would be on board with what they did. But it was um, – it was the only way it looked bad was if you slow-mode it. But if you looked in real time, there's no way um, you can kind of react quick enough to, to stop. Um, unfortunate, he um, he kind of got um, got off really light afterwards when they looked at it with judiciary. They kind of – said no that's basically what happened to you was good enough we're not going to punish you any further um simon and mark both commented about carmichael simon said he's had a long journey around the sporting world and like mark said it's crazy to think he hasn't played nrl for 12 years and yeah, yeah you think how different the game is now to 12 years ago to be able to come in and not look out of place is actually really um a testament to um how good he can be um stop some NRL careers don't even go for 12 years, but, you know, he was really young when he came in too, and, he, you know, it is crazy to think, actually, that it's been 12 years between drinks. Yeah. And, yeah, before we move on, the Raiders, um, they're back in the playoff hunt. Um, they just need to string wins together, which is kind of going to be a recurring thing, uh, theme for a few teams that we're talking about tonight, um, which takes us into um, the next game. Storm defeating the Warriors, 42-16. Um, I'll let you go. Otherwise, I'll be here all night. What did you think of the game? Uh, look, as much as I'm a diehard, like you, diehard Warriors fan like yourself, Brad, um, I could kind of see this one in the crystal ball. Um, I kind of thought the scoreline would be something similar to that too. The Storm is just so clinical, and and especially without Reese Walsh, um, you know our our attack didn't really click until the last 15 minutes uh, when it was far too late. Um, yeah. yeah, it just didn't look like we had a lot to offer against the man. We were making some pretty basic errors, giving them the ball back. Um, but I will say I was very happy for Ken to pick up a hat-trick in his last game. So that was one positive for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, Mark's got to go. He's got to head off for his show. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, Mark, and um, we'll thanks, talk to Mark. you later. And, um, yeah, Simon said, I don't think we should be doing the Haka before matches. Yeah, um, that was part of um, the, the festival day. Uh-huh. And um, they, were wear, they were wearing their – the Warriors were wearing the Indigenous jersey and they had the big Kiwi party. So um, that was part of that, not to do with the Warriors per se themselves. We won't see that. Like 
in the weeks coming up. Um, I didn't mind it for the occasion. Um, it's just, there's always a thing with the Warriors, though, when they do something before the game, they always seem to start a bit slow. Like, they, it happens, like, Anzac Day when they do the last post and the anthems. Um, any other times when they do, like, a moment silence before a game, it just seems to disrupt them. So um, I can see that as well. But, yeah, it was for the, the occasion. They were trying to make it a real Kiwi feel. That was the whole thing for that, yeah. that festival. Um, but, yeah, going on to the game, I covered it quite a bit in my review um, this week. But the forwards, they they lacked impact. There, yeah. didn't, well, there wasn't a single player in the forward pack that ran for 100 metres. Um, I think the closest were Tohu and Adam Fanua Blake. I think they were 84 and 81. Um, and that kind of restricts your attacking flow, especially when you don't have Reese Walsh, who um, can create opportunities behind a flat forward pack. Um, Chanel and Cody can't. They kind of need, we're seeing Cody is at his best when that forward pack is just running forward all the time. Mm. Um, so they need they need to get that back. Um, I think Fenua Blake, he he was a bit rusty in his first game back after spending a couple of months away injured. And I think um, we'll start seeing that better. He's starting this week. Um, um, my my baby boy, Ben Murdoch, starting in the front row with him, which I think is going to be a, a huge impact front row for them to start the game. And, um, yeah, like the last two teams we talked about, the Warriors just need to start tuning wins out. Um or they might find themselves out of playoff contention um, sooner rather than later. On their plus side, they have some good games coming up, some very winnable games. Um, the next three are quite winnable, but then they have to play the Panthers and Rabbitohs back-to-back. Um, so it's imperative that they get these three wins now um, because you don't want to win one or two of these games and then lose back-to-back games against the Panthers and Rabbitohs. Mm. Um, it could Lose, uh, uh, is losing Chanel Harris Tavita and Wade Egan for a wee bit? Does that concern you, Brad? Because that's a that's a couple couple of switches in the spine, the all important yeah. spine there. See, there, were, there was so much news we forgot to even talk about Egan. Um, yeah. Egan, it looks like he might only be gone a week. That's um, all right. They've they've named Jazz at hooker, but I feel like Nathan Brown's doing his tricksies again. And um, I think we're going to see Otokolo make the 17. Um, he's the young hooker we talked about getting extension a few episodes ago. Um, it looks very similar to the Reese situation where he's named in the extended bench, but our extended bench is all forwards. Um, so I feel like we're going to see one of the one of the props drop out and Otokolo come on and um, get a time to shine, which I'm really looking forward to if that happens because I've, I've heard a lot of good things. Um, but yeah, I think Sean O'Sullivan and Chanel, I think, are very similar type of impact on the game other than the defensive side of things. So I don't think they'll miss that as much. I think it's, if they've got Jazz at hooker for 80 minutes, I think we're going to see, um, the Warriors struggle. Um, I don't think he can play hooker for 80 minutes, so they'll need to have another plan in play and they don't have the luxury um, with Chanel out of moving Cody yeah. to halves, unless unless they decide to take Jazz off, move Cody um, into hooker, and then move Walsh into halves, and then 
there's a lot of moving and I don't see them doing that during a game. Um, I think it would probably be more detrimental to their performance. Um, but yeah, they just need to start winning and the storm, not nothing to say really. They just play like they always do. Um, they're just too strong. And uh, I want to sit down and actually see how many times they've put, um, huge scores on teams because it feels like every week, um, bar I think round one when they were really close with Penrith, I think every mm. other week has been um, quite at a least landslide. thirty or yeah, at least thirty or forty, right? Yeah, and they're still my pick to go all the way. Yeah, and um, that brings us to the second or last game: Eels Tigers, forty to twelve. Um, one side of match again by the Eels. Um, Blowing them away, Tigers away six tries to two. Um, the usual suspects for me stood out for Parramatta again. Um, Mitch Moses, Papali'i, and Clinton Gutherson all having real good games. Um, biggest thing for the Eels though is consistency. I keep saying it. Um, one week they're, they're world beaters, the next week um, they don't know how to play. Um, so they just need to play like they did against the Tigers every week, and they could be dangerous. And this, for me, for the Tigers, I think was the first time we've seen the Tigers struggle. Um, I've been saying it every week that they always um, take teams to the limit. They didn't do that this week. Um, They they struggled on attack. They were worse on defense. Um, And it's going to be tough for them, but I'm really interested to see. They've got a real tough match this week. Um, But I'm interested to see how Ken goes there. Um, Mm. I, I love watching the Warriors boys when they move on and seeing how they go at new clubs. But I, I really like Ken, so I want to see how he goes there. But playing the Storm two weeks in a row is, is tough on anyone. He'll probably go on to become Dally M. Winger of the Year next year. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a poor showing from the Tigers, though, wasn't it? Um, on the Eels, and, and like you say about their consistency, um, I think the key for thing for them is even with a bit of inconsistency, they've only dropped three three games this year, so they're still finding ways to win. Um, yeah, and when they're on, like like this game, you know they they can pile points on. So I still see them probably as a top four team, but maybe just a tier below Storm and and Panthers. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah, they're the next tier down. Um, I think. Storm and Panthers are on a tier of their own. Um, and then, yeah, Parramatta's definitely on that next rung down with the Rabbitohs and um, I would say Manly, uh, Manly with Turbo on that same yeah. level. Um, but, yeah, they just keep doing what they're doing um, at a little bit better level and I think they'll do well. Um, and that brings us to the last game, which was on Monday due to it being Queen's birthday weekend in Australia. Um, Bulldogs and the Dragons, Bulldogs winning 28-6. to uh, my surprise match of the round. Um, I was expecting it to be another boring game that we're used to seeing on the last game of the round when the Bulldogs or Dragons are involved. Um, but the Bulldogs actually played quite well. Um, they, they tried to play Brad's exciting IT football. Gone again. No, it shouldn't be. I'm back. Um, no, it was a good game. Um, what do you think Falling of it? No? Yep. No, Brad's there. I think Richie, you're having an issue. Has he gone, Paul? No, he's there. You're having an issue, Richie. Yeah. Oh, there he is. He's there. You're having the issue. You're having the issue, Richie. Next time I'll beat you. Was it me? Yeah, it was you. Um, So yeah, what did you think of the game? 
it was a surprise. I didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> I, I'd sort of already in my mind had Bulldogs locked in for Wooden Spoon and s- saw them doing what they do most weeks, which is not a lot. But surprisingly, they they turned in this weekend. And, yeah, I, I just didn't see that scoreline. You know, I kind of thought, or I, I'd tip the Dragons, so... It's just we a surprising. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But um, Jake Avarillo was good, and and on the dragon side, Matt Dufty. I think even you were saying that he went from hero to villain in a week. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, which goes to show, you know, maybe that's why he's not so desirable on the market. But yeah, surprising result, mate. I didn't see it coming, and um, good for the Bulldogs, you know. Um, Makes the wooden spoon race between them and the um, Broncos heat up. It does. And them beating the Dragons helps us as Warriors fans. Um, if the Dragons had won here, it would have, um, we'll see the ladder very shortly, but would have made it a bit harder for um, the Warriors. So it's kind of helped some of the teams that lost this week has kind of kept that middle shuffle really close, um, mm. which does make each game that much important. Um you can't really afford to let a game slip. Um, I feel like the Dragons are going to end up falling out um, like I had predicted ages ago. I think we're, we're seeing them. They kind of got past the easy teams. This was another one that was kind of gifted for them, um, and they they blow it. Um, and they've gone a, got a tough run home too. Um, they have to play the Warriors not this week but next week, I believe. Mm. Um, well, not next week because there's no games next week. Yeah, second uh, of July, um, they play the Warriors. That's that's going to be an important match for both sides um, there. But, um, yeah, I think the Bulldogs might have a few more wins up their sleeves if they play like this. Well, maybe this result vindicates uh, your preseason tip a wee bit on, and the Dragons just got lucky for a few weeks there. I know you yeah, had them finish, finishing pretty low. Their, their lucky wins at the start of the season took them out of the wooden spoon contention straight away, unfortunately for me. Yeah, but, um, yeah, tough for them. So um, we may as well go straight into the ladder pool and our picks. So we had the same game. So we both got the Panthers losing wrong and the Dragons losing wrong, giving us six out of eight, which means you're still in the lead, 77 out of 108, and I'm on 76. Um, and then, yeah, we've got our ladder there. Melbourne now after... Um, that shollocking they gave to the Warriors are now sitting at the top. Penrith second, Parramatta and Souza taking third and fourth. Roosters and Manly are right on the tail at fifth and sixth. Um, I think man, they both potentially have a good shot of making the top four, depending on how Para and Rabbitohs go. Um, we see the top eight are ending with the Cowboys and the Dragons. Dragons are still going to slide. Um, Cronulla, after that win, have got right up to ninth. Raiders, after their win, have gone up to 10th. And after the Titans-Warriors um, losses, they've gone down to 11th and 12th. Tigers are sitting in their 13th spot like they were last week. Newcastle, 14th. Brisbane, 15th. Bulldogs, 16th. Um, I'm drawing a line. Um, I'm biased because I'm a Warriors fan. I think 11 and up. I think we said 11 and up last week. It's just who was 11th has changed. Yeah. Well, it's still wide open, isn't it? Like I was touching on earlier, uh, you look all the way up to seventh there, and North Queensland are only one win above us, yeah. With 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 uh, worse points differential, so really it's just a shootout between all those teams from seven down to eleven, pretty much, or maybe twelve if we be kind to Gold Coast. 
Um, and yeah. who, whoever takes their chances best out of those those teams um, will end up somewhere in that seven eight spot. Yeah, and looking at it, the the teams that are kind of in that shuffle, there's some definitely like we got we're going to talk about soon. But Cowboys are playing the Sharks, so that will change the ladder. Um, Knights Warriors that will change how the Warriors go. Knights probably not so much. Titans are playing Sea Eagles. So um, that's one the Warriors really need to win this week and the Titans lose to really put a, like a gap in the ladder. And if that happens and the Warriors win, that will put that divide and then we probably could rule the Titans out potentially. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it's nice that we've finally got um, a new team at number one um, after saying Panthers number one all year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting um, – after this round coming up, um, how different the ladder will be when we talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, so before we go into the preview, were there any questions from the audience, Paul, or did we kind of cover them all as we were going? I think we've covered them all as we're going, to be honest with you. I see we're, we're getting so um, good with our multitasking. Um, <laughs> we'll go with your question to me first then, Richie. Cool, mate. I'm going to um, open that wound back up. Um, yep. So State of Origin, Game 2, what lineup changes, if any, can Queensland make to have a chance in Game 2? Do you think any lineup changes will help, or what do you think? No chance at all? Um, there's always a chance. Yeah. Um, I think Ponga is going to come back in. Um, Papali'i will come into the forwards. Um, I think you might see Reed come in to help. Um, yep. Harry, Harry Grant needs help in the hook um, other than that I'm not too sure I feel like you might see a Walsh and Walker brought into the mix I don't think you see both I see, think you'll see one or the other mm. um, Walsh might get the nod ahead just due to the fact that you can play him in the back line in the halves compared what to about, Walker what about out in the centres? Because I know, and Mark touched on it in the comments earlier about Capewell really struggling. I think they were really outmatched there. Um, you don't see any room for, say, a grizzly old veteran like Chambers, who's had battles with Latrell in the past at, at origin I, level. I think Chambers could be an opportunity um, just due to that experience. I think they might bring him in potentially. It's it's hard. It's with Paul Green as the coach now. You don't really know. I don't know enough about his selections right now to know what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, but he needs to make changes. He can't bring out the same team and expect a different result. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, and, um, yeah. What about yours for question, me, buddy? My question for you, we kind of we, – we didn't really cover it, but we kind of did. But if you could sign one player that's available um, to join the Warriors next season, who would it be? So players that are off contract, not just anyone that you want. Yeah, okay. Um, so, well, one person I would really want, and I will cheat a little bit because I'm pretty sure he's not off contract until the end of 2022, uh, Joey Manu. And I know there's been rumours of us showing a lot of interest in him. And I know he's off contract at the end of 2022, but we live in the day and age of early releases from contracts. Um Although I'm sure he's one that the Roosters wouldn't be overly keen to let go early, especially with Morris retiring. Um, and they've got that $100 million in the cap now, so... 
they, 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 they can probably afford to keep them. They have a lot of brown paper bags going behind closed doors too. So <laughs> they got money. They got money. But yeah, in an ideal world, he's he's my guy because I think we still lack a little bit. Um, uh, out out in the back line, you know, our forward start forward pack starting to take shape, but. You know, especially with Roger going, um, now Ken Malmalo leaving. Um, we're lacking a he's bit a of experience good, in strike. He's a good centre too. So you could have him yeah. and Aiken in the centres. I, I would that would be my pick as well. Um yeah. I got a bit excited. I saw on the, the social medias that he is um a spokesperson for a um organization in Waikato. Um mm. I can't remember what it was, but he's just come on as the spokesperson. Yeah. Um, and it was well, he's doing that. He's coming home because he, he's from the Waikato region. He's um, from Tokoroa, so, right? Tokoroa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was like, yeah, no, he's coming. But um, we haven't heard anything. But hey, I would really like it. Hey, another one. Another one that Mark was talking about. Uh, Chance Nickel Chance. If he's If he's onto something there, he's another one, absolutely, because he suits today's game down to a T. You know, a lot of pace, uh, highly skillful. Um, whether, wherever you play him, whether you play him wing centre fullback, obviously fullback's his first choice, but we, we have Reese Walsh. But he's another one. If there was any chance of him, I'd love to take him back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very good. You answered my question well. I'll, I'll give you a tick. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move into um, round 15 preview and our picks. Um, we've actually got a couple of different ones this week, which is good. Um, so I'm, I'm either going to be embarrassed or um, get ahead, hopefully. But um, Thursday night, we've got the Broncos and Rabbitohs. I've gone with the Rabbits. Um, I think all of the above Rabbitohs just know how to win. Yeah, uh, tough to see Broncos get one over the rabbits here, especially given what we've seen from them again in the past few weeks. So past year, pretty much, apart from a couple of uh, decent performances. Rabbitohs pretty easily, I think. Yeah. And then the first game on Friday, we've got Cowboys and Sharks. This is where we differ. Um, yeah. and, Sh- and Sean, we trust. I'm, I'm backing Sean um, going for that contract. So I'm picking the Sharks here. I just found this one really tough to pick. I could quite easily have went... Sharks as well, but I think I just I've leaned home advantage Cowboys and and hoping that the Cowboys bounce. Well, I'm I don't really hope that they'll bounce back because it's better for us if they. Well, both of those teams are just both above of them us, are so above. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've leaned towards Cowboys. Yeah, and then the next game on Friday is Panthers Roosters. Um, I just talked about how I want to see how the Roosters go against the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to win this. I think. Um, they're going to be hurting from losing two in a row and they've got everyone back. So I think they're going to put on a show. Yeah, I think they, like you, I think they bounce back this week, especially with all their cattle back. So Panthers for me too. Uh, we only have one different, um, I see. But um, the next game is Knights-Warriors. This is where we're going to be different because I was going to pick the Knights. How um, dare you? But I'm going with the Warriors. I think um, Reese Walsh back. Um, Adam Fenor in his second game, I, I think they'll be better. There are a lot of the, the stars are back for the Knights, so they will be tough. They did beat the Warriors in round two, but um, I think I think the Warriors will do enough here. Just our luck that this week they they have Pearson Ponga possibly drew back, right? Um, yeah. 
I've gone Warriors to um, having Walsh back. I'm full on on that fanboy bandwagon, so he's going to bring it home for us. Yeah. Uh, next game on Saturday is Dragons Raiders. I've gone with the Raiders here. I think we've seen um, the Dragons have kind of lost their their shine a bit, and the Raiders have got a bit more confidence after winning. Um, I think yeah, the Dragons slide will continue. Yeah, Raiders for me too. Uh, Dragons just been really poor. Um, I I can't see them if they can't beat the Bulldogs and get a scoreline put on them against the Bulldogs. I don't see them beating the Raiders. Yeah, and last game on Saturday we got Storm Tigers. Um, I've picked the Storm here. Um, I think I would always pick the Storm anyway. I think they're they're too good um, against a, a team that's um, at the bottom of the the ladder. Um, I just want to see a really good performance out of Ken in his debut. Yeah, it'd be very surprising to see the Tigers tip up the storm here. Uh, seems like an easy tip. But like you, I'd love to see Ken do well. Yeah. And then uh, first game on Sunday, we've got Eels-Bulldogs. Eels for me here. I think, um, yeah, too strong and um, Bulldogs not strong enough. They were strong on the weekend, but I don't see them being strong two weeks in a row there. No. They're down number 16 for a reason, and the Eels are third for a reason, so I've gone Eels. Yeah, and then the last game, we've got Titan Sea Eagles. I've gone with Sea Eagles. They'll, they'll trot home here. I think, um, yeah, it, it might be a bad night for Gold Coast. Yeah, same here, Sea Eagles. Um, yeah, they're just in a purple patch right now. Um, so I don't see the Titans being able to do anything to stop them. Right, so that's the round 15 picks. We've got one different, which is the first game on Friday, Cowboys-Sharks. So um, if the Sharks get home for me, I, I might actually tie with you again. Um, if they lose, I'm, I'm in trouble. But um, should be a good round of footy. There's some good games in there. So yeah. um, it's interesting. And um, before we sign off, I know we're going a bit long. Um, I've got some uh, – there was a few Super League games postponed due to COVID. Um, some players in Leeds actually tested positive, which saw um, Leeds game last week get postponed and their game this week. Um, Huddersfield and Wiggins game was postponed um, last round too due to the COVID situation. Um, so I'm not, I don't have a lot of the reviews to cover. Um, but on signing news, Salford have signed Adahingano um, to join them, which means he's going to join his Tongan half um partner in Tui Lola here. So um, that's probably better for Tonga than anything else, that um, their halves pairing um, not being in the NRL, but they're actually going to get to play together and form that combination. Um, so good for them. Um, and then, yeah, quick rundown of the games. Um, Wakefield defeated Lee 30-20. to Hull FC defeated Castleford 30-12. to Hull KR defeated Salford 40-4. Um, um, Warrington defeated Wakefield 38-18, and then Catalans defeated Lee 36-30, um, and then the two games that were postponed. This week, we've got Wakefield versus Castleford, St. Helens versus Warrington, Huddersfield versus Salford, Wigan versus Hull KR, and Lee versus Hull FC, with Catalans and Leeds postponed. Um, and Simon said... Um, in both divisions in English Rugby League, French teams are number one right now. Catalan Dragons, number one in the Super League, and Toulouse Olympic in the um, in the Union. Wow. So um, France kind of dominating there. Um, 
we won't talk about it as a Wigan fan. I, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so hopefully um, the COVID situation gets a bit better and we can actually have a full round to talk about. But um, that's it, unless there's anything from you, Richie. No, like just as always, thanks to Simon and Mark and, and everyone who sort of chimed in. Um, really helps us uh, have a good good conversation. Brad and I don't have to just talk amongst ourselves. So thanks, for, <laughs> yeah. thanks guys. Yeah, thank you, everyone, um, for tuning in and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on Rugby League. Um, remember to tune into the show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone. Thanks, all. Yeah, no thanks to the producer in the back, in the back room. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.